I came in like a tea with tents and fee with tents. It's tea with Tess and fee. Welcome. Bravo, bravo. Thank you. That was one was on the fly. Uh, very on the fly. Very on the fly, yeah. I thought of that one last minute and Tess helped me. Not going to lie. Kind of waited too long for it. I have a soft spot for Miley Cyrus. I don't, I don't mind her. I like her. You know what? She always reminds me of one of my really old roommates. You're a roommate? I, yeah. In, in Vancouver. Oh. And he was Australian. And he, he was Australian. Yeah. He. <laughs> he reminds me of Miley Cyrus. He does. He loved Miley Cyrus. And back in the day, he thought she was smoking. Even when she was like in, in her early 20s, he used to just think she was the bee's knees and was obsessed with anything Hannah Montana. So. If you're listening, I wonder if you still like her. <laughs> um, I'm sure he does. I mean, it's pretty hard not to. So we're pretty excited today. A little while ago, we ordered Willy Wacky Snacks. And we shout out to my coworker because she um, just bought a mystery box for her brother for his birthday. So I checked out the website and I was like, this is amazing. It's a mystery. We need to know what's in the box immediately. So we ordered one and we've been waiting patiently to get it. And so we got it and we have gotten six snacks in our mystery box. Today we decided that we are going to try three of them and we'll post them up on our Instagram, Tea with Tess and Fee, follow us, give us a like. We love you all. Um, and so the six ones that we got were... Rose and pink salt flavor biscuits, um, butterscotch Kit Kats, Masala Doritos, popping candy Kool-Aid flavor, which comes with Tropical Punch, Cherry, and Grape, Baskin Robbins Cocoa Balls, and a vanilla milkshake flavor biscuit. So today we're only going to try three of them. We're going to try the first three, the Rose and salt biscuit, the masala chip, and the butterscotch Kit Kat. What should we start with? Probably the Doritos, because I don't think I'm going to like them. Okay, let's try a masala Dorito. There's 15% more in this bag, and I'm going <laughs> to post a picture of how many chips are in this bag. I would say there's about six, six, six and crumbs. Like, okay. we know there's all air, but when it's this small of a bang. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, masala. Oh. oh my oh. god, it's spicy. Yeah, spicy. Oh no. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. <laughs> no. Mm. They are spicy. Oh yeah. <laughs> They've got some kick to it. It's kind of what you would expect from Indian food with a kick. I mean, I personally love them. They've got a really yeah. big chili flavor to them. <laughs> They are spicy. <laughs> I'm dying on the inside right now. But I would have to say the only criticism I would have of them is that. How many chips came in the bag? <laughs> okay, number one. Number two, I don't find a ton of flavor that I expect from masala. It's like, not as crunchy as, as yeah. I was expecting, but I also didn't like any part of it. So I like the spice. Ugh, no. I expected more. There's a nice aftertaste. No, there's of not. Like, it's spicy. My tongue is on fire. It almost tastes like a spicy chicken. No. Oh, okay. Nope, sure doesn't. Um, let's try the rose and salt next. These come in cute little packages, and they're cute little pink biscuits. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
not as flavorful as I was hoping. They're quite rosy. But they're nice and crunchy, which I like. Mm -hmm. I think my kids would really like them. Yeah. Hmm. There's no salt, though. No, not at all. No. That, to me, just tastes like when you smell a rose. It's like a... <laughs> what? It smells like you're eating a rose. With like, sugar. Yeah. I wouldn't quite say it's that bad, but... At least I'm still nice... on fire, so maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I can't taste it. I quite like them. I think they would be nice with like a oh, cup of tea. Salt. Mm. Oh, I don't know why I'm now getting salt. I'm not getting Oops. salt, but I like that they're pink. I think they're really cute. They're cute. I think for like a birthday party or something, oh. they would be a super cute cookie to put out or biscuit. biscuit my apologies they remind me of this treat from costco and they come in like a little tiny pink bag but they're soft mm. and they're about the same size i have no idea what they are but they're oh. delicious just yeah. or if you were having a barbie party anytime soon because yeah. that seems to be hot yeah. they would be I'm, excellent because yeah. they are quite like barbie pink yeah. and they have a nice subtle taste this and is the, the one i'm most excited about. oh me too tess and i were talking before about how much we love butterscotch yes it makes us 90 but we love i it. think we just went to 80 oh 80 mm. is a little bit better than 90 mm. i could eat this mm-hmm mm. Mm -hmm. this reminds me of the butterscotch pudding we were talking about or do you remember back in the 90s when you used to get lifesaver books at Christmas, mm -hmm. they used to have the butterscotch. I was always given those because no one else would eat them. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. But they had the butterscotch lifesavers. Mm -hmm. That is what this yeah. Kit Kat tastes like. And so, it came wrapped in tinfoil, which the old school Kit Kats used to come in. And they tasted way better than they do now. And this is nice and crispy. It's got like almost like a white chocolate, which well, it looks white chocolate, which I assume is butterscotch. butterscotch. You dumb dumb. And then milk chocolate on the bottom <laughs> but i like that i like it i could eat that yeah out of those three butterscotch my fave yeah because we're 80 because <laughs> we're 80 and that's okay we were saying how we love like a good candy bowl yeah. that has like werther's original and i went with jelly ranchers because mm -hmm. i couldn't decide if i felt 12 or 80 so i went with 12 when i now today felt 80 80 i quite like this though I quite enjoy it. Mm. Mm. The one I'm not really looking forward to it is the popping candy. Because mm -hmm. I don't like the way it feels in my mouth. You don't? No. It scares me. Because mm. then it starts going down your throat. And it's like popping in your throat. And it gives me anxiety. Well, you're not supposed to swallow it right well, away. Well, no, but it's like popping. And I'm like trying to chew. But I'm trying to eat the candy. And then sometimes it just goes down the throat. And it starts popping. And I feel like you're going to die. Hmm. I think you should leave it in your mouth longer. Okay. Well, when we try it... <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> Next week should be very interesting, then, to listen to us trying popping candy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you'll hear it mm -hmm. live. Yeah. Is it fun? Is it scary? It's scary. It gives me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was telling Tessa this week, or weekend, I went on a cute little date with my mom. Shout out to you. And we went and saw the Barbie movie. Too bad you didn't have the pink snacks. Too bad for you. But I did get an... A large popcorn and a large drink. Yummy. And How much did that cost? $25? Pretty much. Pretty much, mm -hmm. yeah. But the problem whenever I go to the movies is I love my popcorn and I love my drink. But halfway through their movie, I'm like, I can't leave. But I badly have to go to the toilet. Mm -hmm. And I got a Coke Zero. Ew. But it was flavored because 
I see the flavor options and I'm like, I got to try some of these. I'd had way too much caffeine. It turned out that popcorn was my lunch. And so by the end of the movie, I think I was like shaking from having so much caffeine from what the What flavor did you put in? Uh, cherry vanilla. Ugh, that sounds disgusting. It was so good. Ew. It was so good. No. But like the popcorn, was, there was so much popcorn. And because I made my mom and I get separate popcorns because I, I didn't want to share. Because I, I wanted either. it like right beside me. Yeah. I didn't want to have to worry about someone else's oh, hand. Yeah. It's like, get away from me. Right. And I want to get my buttery pieces. Yes. Like I don't want to share those. Part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't take and then I took it home pieces. to my kids too. And I also had peanut butter M&M's. Ooh. Good call. Yeah, right. But the Barbie movie. Oh, right. Yeah. That's what we were talking <laughs> Not about. The Not the snacks. But I mean, let's face it. Who doesn't go to the movies to get the snacks? The expensive snacks. The expensive, yeah. Um, what a terrific movie. Some of, like, A, I think that Mattel did a wonderful job kind of rebranding Barbie because I think for so long, us women always felt like we had to live up to this doll standard that we were all supposed to look like a Barbie doll, always, like, made up, so thin, tall, blonde. Perfect hair. Perfect hair, high heels. Like, it was just so unrealistic like there was no way and I think this movie really humanized Barbie and the purpose of her and that really she was created to be anyone the little girl could dream of and it really wasn't about what she looked like it was about the fact that you could dream anything in this you can be anything you want to be and I think one of the great points that they talk about in the movie is like it's okay to be ordinary it's okay to have cellulite. They, they talk about having a cellulite Barbie because that's real. Yeah. Like that is a woman and it's okay to just want to be a mom or not want to have a big career. You don't have to have a flashy career. It doesn't make you any better, any worse, anything like that. But the other thing that I so appreciated was the actress that they chose for these roles. Like, my mom and I were talking about this. I think had they chose someone like a Hemsworth brother as Ken, I think it would have, you kind of would have been like, yeah, that's an obvious choice. Whereas like Ryan Gosling, don't get me wrong. He has all the charisma that you look for. He's amazing. He is, I mean, we're Canadian. We love this guy. We watched him on Breaker High. Oh my God, yes. But he was kind of like the perfect can in so many ways because I find that he is like he he he's an actor he's not a celebrity which I think there's such a difference and he really kind of like embodies a realistic role model for people and then Margot Robbie who I think is just absolutely stunning and beautiful and I think she was the ultimate beautiful choice because she is so stunning, but she isn't fake Barbie. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like if they had chosen like a nineties version of Pamela Anderson, I think everybody would have rolled their eyes and been like, you're playing into this fake stereotype. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me Pamela Anderson. Oh, yeah. But for I, that role. Yeah. But I think for this role that they chose the cast so well and I mean, having America Ferreira in it was just, it was just such a beautiful story. And it really did, like, you left feeling empowered and wanting to do better for the next generation and wanting to show, like, 
every woman has their own path and it's okay to be different. You don't need to all look the same. We want to look different. It would be boring if everyone looked the same. I mean, even in the movie, they have weird Barbie, you know, and everybody had a weird Barbie who didn't cut Barbie's hair. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Who didn't have a weird Barbie because you cut their hair, you drew on them, you colored their hair. And then I think at some point they came out with like, a Barbie that you oh, brushed yeah. and it was like Doesn't different her hair. hair grow or yeah. something. Yeah. But everybody wanted that. And that really just shows like how diverse the world is and that nobody wants everyone to be perfect and that there is no stereotype of what we should or need to look like that everybody is an individual and we actually all love that. But we've kind of have forgot about that. I think for a while that, we felt for so long that we have to look a certain way and be a certain way and portray that we all want to be a celebrity, have lots of money, have these big flashy showy things. When in reality, that's not the case for most of us. We don't want those things. We want a happy, loving family. We just want to be happy. I'd also like the money part of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It would be nice. I haven't seen it yet. I do want to see it, but if anyone else has seen it, let us know what you think about it. And I would love feedback. Because I don't know a lot of people that have seen it, to be honest. Like, oh. out of my personal, like, yeah. friend zone group, I don't know a lot of people that have seen it yet. I know a lot of people have seen it, but nobody that I know personally had any news. I would love to hear feedback, too, on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I have heard fabulous things about this and that the, the reviews, they couldn't find a single negative thing. And my husband and I are considering taking our three-year-old to it. We're not sure if maybe it's a bit advanced, but again, he's probably just going to go for the snacks. Yeah. And the experience. Yeah. And so I offered, cause I was like, I'd love to take him to a movie. And my husband looked at me with like disdain and he's like, did you grow up watching the Ninja Turtles? No, I was like, didn't. No, I didn't because I didn't have to oh, leave. Right. And so but I was, knew about the Ninja yeah, Turtles. But I was cool like, no. And he was like, I, I did. did. He is like, I would like to take him. I was like, okay. I feel like I just crossed the line there. Yeah. Like, we had the like Ninja Turtle action figures and everything. Oh, they were so What's your cool. favorite? I honestly, I like them all. I, I really did. Shredder. Is that one of them? Oh. <laughs> I like them all. They're all so cool. All I know is like one of their names has something to do with pizza or he likes pizza. They all like pizza. Oh. That's Maybe a- that's why I like them all. <laughs> Tess is like, I can relate. Oh, when I they also like pizza. pizza in the cartoon. That pizza looks so good. Why is it like in movies? Oh, just the- so good. Do you ever find like if you're hungover or sick? And you lay on the couch and you watch the Food Network. It is like the worst thing, but the best thing to watch because you're like, all I want is this food and it looks so good. And if I order it from Skip the Dishes, it ain't going to come to my house looking like and that. And in cartoons though, the food always looks so much better. So much better. So delicious. I don't understand why it never shows up in my house looking like that. No. Or even on a menu. It's like the Big Mac. If you ever go to McDonald's <laughs> and you get like the Big Mac or something. It's you squished like this big. Or it's like. The bun is off to yeah. the left and the other bun's to the right. The and lettuce everything is else just is exploded like, in the box and you're just like, this is cool. And you're like, there's literally a penny-sized thing of mayo. I also watched a documentary once on like how they take pictures for those um, oh, yes, um, burgers and stuff. It's wild. It's really weird. 
and what they use and how they make it look so good. And it's like usually not even really food. Did you, it's wild. Did you know that when they generally take photos of cereal that they use glue mm-hmm. as the milk? Yeah. That's what this documentary is about is all the weird stuff that they use to make it look that way. It's weird. I wish they would. I wish food industry, listen to me, food industry. I wish you would start taking realistic pictures yeah. of what the food actually looks, looks like. like. Then you would be as disappointed. Yeah. Because sometimes you see that meal and you're just like, God, that looks good. And then you're craving it and then you get it and you're just like, eh. You're like, my food doesn't look anything like yeah. that billboard. Yeah. But if it looked like the billboard and I got it and I was craving that, I'd probably be okay with it. So maybe it's a stretch, but I feel like we're being catfished by, by food. food. Yeah. Yeah. Like they are making us think this food exists and it doesn't. And you look at like the size of the burger patty and it just looks so good. And then the bacon and it's just like so put together and you're like, oh, that looks so good. I want that so bad. And I know that's what they want. But then, yeah, you get it and you're just like, oh, it doesn't look good at all. I agree. I think that they should change that. Yeah. Let's start seeing realistic pictures of food. Make the burger the way you sell it. Well, there's like that show on like the Food Network. And it's he's called Nailed It. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that? Where there are people like make something and then they show the picture of what like they're the trying. professional made yeah. and what they made. That's how people should photograph. <laughs> but don't you think that would still make you more? Like I'd still want to go there if I knew <laughs> that the burger was like a funny burger. Yeah. I actually think this is a really good <laughs> campaign. Yeah. So A&W, McDonald's, Taco Bell, Taco Time, Wendy's. Ooh, Wendy's. I know. If you're listening, here's your new food campaign. Take real photos yeah. of your food. It would probably make people laugh yeah. and probably make them come there just the same. Yeah. Stop using glue. Yeah. <laughs> right? But it, yeah, I can see how they would use the glue because it would look perfect. Yeah. And I mean, I guess like for a giant billboard, but yeah, maybe just change. Yeah. It's like even Subway, you know, you get the coupons and you're like, oh, that looks good. And then you get your sandwich. It's just like, what happened? Like tornado came here. Yeah. Or when they give you like one pickle and you ask for yeah. pickles and you're like, how like, do I have one pickle? I ask for more lots. pickles. I want all the pickles. All the pickles. I like all the things on my Subway sandwich except onions. I don't like olives. Oh, I do. They just taste like salt balls and that grosses me out. I like a good salt ball. No, thank you. No salt balls for me. Well, and I like my sandwich saucy. Oh, me too. Yeah. I, so I'm gluten free as you know. What? I know. I didn't know that. And sometimes I have like, instead of having a bun for my burgers, I'll just lettuce wrap it. And I swear sometimes my husband looks at me like you are disgusting because I put so much mayo and sauce. The sauce is the best part. In the lettuce. And then I wrap it and I'm like. Don't discriminate. Just because I don't have a bun to stop it up, I still want that sauciness. Well, unless you ever get uh, like lettuce wraps or chicken lettuce yeah. wraps or whatever from the restaurant, I'm like, dude, like I could use all those sauces on one. Like I'll need like 10 more sauces, please. Have you ever gone to the Beagle Pub here in Victoria? Yes. And had their ahi tuna lettuce no. wraps? I haven't been there in years. We will have to make a day to go there because they have lettuce wrapped ahi tuna, but they have like, it's pickled ginger and there's like crispy onions and they have all these sauces with avocado and stuff. Anyone that goes there, if they don't order that, I honestly want to know what's wrong with them. 
The only time I've gone there and not ordered that was when I was pregnant and I was not allowed to eat oh, raw right. tuna. Yeah. Otherwise, that's upsetting. You can't go there and not order that. And so, if you're listening, you go to the Beagle and you get something else. I would like to know why, <laughs> and tell me what you order. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I would yeah. like to know what you order. I'm all about the food, so. Yeah, tell we me what love you food. order. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Yeah. Tell me all about the food. Yeah. Tell us places to try in Victoria. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. Anything. Tell food. us. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing we were going to touch on today, which is so not related to food, but was talking about boundaries. And it's a big word that's been thrown around a lot these days. And to some degree, I do think and um, have had conversations about its misuse is that people are using it and misusing it because boundaries and control are very different and people want to use boundaries to control people but as my knowledge goes a boundary should be something that's personal it is something that's like I expect my children to be treated fairly I would like them to be treated with kindness and love and to be treated fairly and equally if you can't do that I may need to remove myself from it. But this is not something that I'm saying as in, I don't control you. I am not saying you have to do this. Otherwise you can't be in my life. I am setting my personal boundaries of what I want and the treatment I want and expect from people around me. And yes, that includes family. And sometimes that's hard and people don't understand it, but boundaries are good. Boundaries are healthy if they are used in the correct context. But boundaries are not supposed to be, if you do this, I will remove you. It is not a punishment. This is not a punishment based. This is setting an expectation for someone to understand what you will tolerate in your life and what is your personal boundary. And some of the things I read is like, you know, if you go into a new job, you say, I will work my seven to five. After five o'clock, I will not check my emails. And that is your personal boundary. That is not saying to your employer, I'm not going to work, but I'm not checking my emails after that time or I don't care. That's my own time. This is like, this is what you pay me for. I'm not at work anymore. That's, that's it. Yeah. Cause we were talking recently and I had this conversation with my running buddy. Shout out to you. We love you. Um, about a certain celebrity who was exposed recently for their text that they had sent to an ex-partner. And they were saying, if you do X, Y, and Z, we can no longer be in a relationship. Like if you go surfing with your friends that are boys, if you do this, if you do that, those are my boundaries. But those aren't boundaries that you're setting. That's control that you're setting. You're telling someone else how to behave and what they can and can't do. But that's very different than saying, you know, for example, you know, I'm happy to get together with you and stuff. But if we're going to get together, I don't want you to bash our friends. Like if we have a mutual friend, I don't want to spend the whole time bashing them. And then if that person chooses to continue to bash people, it is your choice to remove yourself and say, you know what? I just don't think that this is 
a and friendship. it's about respect, too. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, respect my boundaries. Yeah. And I've told you this. And so if you're not going to respect my boundaries, then, yeah, I'm going to remove myself from this. Yeah. But it's about you setting up your expectations of what you're looking for and what you will tolerate. But it's not telling that person this isn't, like, a punishment. This isn't a, you have to do this or I'm gone. Yeah. It's not a way of controlling people, like... I don't know, like you have to behave a certain way. Otherwise we can't be friends. It's saying like, I don't feel comfortable bashing people. If this is something you would like to do, I'm not the friend for you. Yeah. And you have to remove yourself. It's not saying like, they're not a bad person. No. These aren't bad people, but maybe they're just people that you just, your values obviously don't align. Don't waste your time. And also, don't feel like you have to apologize for your boundaries. If these are healthy boundaries for you, I don't care who it is. And I know so many people, blood's thicker than water. Yeah, guess what? Healthy boundaries, you have to protect your peace, which is another thing that's come up like reoccurringly. Is like, you got to protect that peace of yours. Yeah. Like if, if that interrupts your peace, then it's up to you to say, you know what, this really just doesn't align with me right now. And it seems like the things you want to talk about and the way that you're going about life just isn't really jiving yeah. with what I'm looking for. And you shouldn't feel bad about anything. Like, oh, and you know, like something that's kind of bothered me in the past and now or whatever is when I don't know if it's boundaries and control and like that kind of, you know, bubble or whatever. It's like when it's like the advice when people want to give you advice, they can give you advice, of course. But the minute you're like, okay, thank you, or like you've moved on, or like, oh, that's not for me, you've given your peace and then just move on. But the more you bring it up and bring it up and over and over and over again, that person has tried to tell you nicely that, you know what, that's not my focus, that's not what I'm doing. I respect your opinion and your advice, but that's you know, a different way of life I'm going, whether it's kids, pets, buying a house, owning a house, renting, finances, whatever. If your you want to say, yeah, career, whatever. If you want to say your piece, like my advice to you is that you should buy a house. And if you're like, no, I'm good. I don't really want to own anything. And then the next time you visit, I'm like, did you buy a house yet? It's like, no, because I don't really want to own anything. You know, that person has tried to tell you nicely that like basically let it go. And again, respect that. Respect the fact that that person obviously either doesn't want to talk to you about it doesn't want to talk about it period or has completely different views views on what they want to do with their life and how they want to spend their money or live and it might not align with yours and that's fine but don't make them feel bad for having a completely different maybe lifestyle or view on life than you do so just respect those boundaries and let it go stop bringing it up they obviously don't want to talk about it so just it doesn't it's not your life so just let it go yeah and I think that's so important is like, and so many people struggle because often the boundaries that we have to set are with family and there's such an ingrained sense of commitment to our family. Like we have to, we have to put up with their BS. We have to put up with their shit. We have to just take it on the shoulder and smile. But out of everybody in the world, it should be your family 
that understands that you might have different points of view and that loves you for it and that accepts you for it and that everything. And so if it is your family that you're going through all this with, that they don't share your boundaries and they don't respect them, it is okay to create your own family without them. And you shouldn't feel bad to separate yourself and say, I need my inner peace. I need my self-love. I need And it to- doesn't have to be forever. It might just need, you just might need to remove yourself for a little while and just be like, you know what? This is giving me anxiety. This is stressing me out. I have enough going on in my life right now that you are not helping the situation. And I just need to like take a step back right now yeah. and continue on with the positivity and the boundaries that people respect and just move on with that for a little while. Maybe you'll continue that later on <clears throat> in the future at some point. But it's okay to take a break or sometimes it never resolves resolves. and that's just that's life and if you feel better and that's a weight lift off your shoulder I'm sure it would suck and it's going to be hard at times but for your own inner peace and anxiety and stress sometimes you just need to take a break from that yeah and remove yourself like if it's causing you that much pain anxiety stress like Tessa said it's okay to just say you know what right now I just need some time I need some space I need to figure this out. This is like this relationship is causing me a lot of grief and I need to remove myself and don't let anyone make you feel bad about it because often you'll be made to feel bad. You'll made to feel selfish if you're removing yourself from a relationship, if you know, and that includes other people that you're removing. But at the end of the day, you have to keep your peace and you have to take care of yourself and your boundaries. And sometimes when you're heated in the moment, the best thing to do is remove yourself and to come back and have a like productive conversation. And it's like, I really do love you. I really do want you part of my life. But in order to have you in my life, these are the things that I'm looking for, for this relationship. I want to have a constructive conversation. I want to be able to have these things. I'm not looking for your advice all the time. I, you know, I want to be treated fairly. I want to not feel like I need advice all the time. Yeah. Like, well, and like, you don't want to come out of a conversation, feel like whether like it's something personal you've talked about or just something that a friend's done, family member, like we talked about friends, family, whatever it is, you don't want to come out of that conversation and feel like, Oh, like now I feel really crappy about myself. <laughs> like, yeah. like your your family, friends, whoever. Like they shouldn't. Like you shouldn't come out of a conversation with that. Yeah. And if you are doing that more and more often, then maybe it's time to look at that and go, yeah, I just need a break. Like, yeah, I'm about positivity, and I ain't got time for any of that other stuff. So, and it's okay to do that to your family too. Yeah. I know it's hard. I know family members that have done it, and it's. And uh, yeah, it's rough at times, but you know what? It really benefited for that time or, you know, resolved itself in the future. And it's what needed to be done in that situation. Yeah, It's not fair to that person or the family. And that person needed to be removed from life for a bit. And so, yeah, just a reminder for everybody, if you are setting boundaries, your boundaries, you should be looking at personal boundaries. It's about how you're willing to be treated. And if people are unable to treat you the way that you're looking for, it's your choice to remove yourself. But this should never be based on, you should never be telling someone how they should behave. It's what you're looking for. And there's such a difference because 
you never, you're not trying to control anybody. And if you're doing that, that is not a boundary, sweetheart. You're controlling. You're trying to manipulate someone to make them feel bad. I've been in an abusive relationship. I know what that's about. If you're in that too, the person that's doing that, you should walk away from. But it might be hard, but it'll probably be the best decision for you in the the long run. Healthy boundaries are about you. They're about your inner peace. They're don't disrupt this bubble. Leave your bubble alone. If someone's coming in there and just continuously disrupting your peace, it's probably best that you take a break. Even if it's family, I know it's hard. Take a break. Take a minute. But that weight will probably get lifted off your shoulders. And then when you're ready, have a conversation and just say, look, this is what's happening for me, my person, like me personally. Yeah. And then revisit it. And, you know, it'll either go one or two ways. The person will understand and you'll be able to slowly repair that relationship. Or it might be time that that relationship just kind of, yeah. maybe it's an acquaintance or Whatever dissolved. the situation, yeah. And if anyone has any stories or similarities, family, friends, coworkers, whatever the situation is, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you and your stories. I always like a good story. Me too. So if anyone wants to share, let us know. And uh, thanks again for listening and cheers. cheers.